the individuals that run these businesses, uh, I've been very, very comforted by their desire for information and their interest in not, oh, woe is me, but more like, how are we going to make this through to improve our business after this is over? And so I'm very encouraged by that. It's certainly going to take a little bit of time. There is no question. Uh, this economic downturn has been challenging for a lot of different businesses. But I also believe that the business owners of this state are going to come back better than they have been before. This is the 12th episode of a very special DTSF video podcast and podcast that we're doing called DTSF Connection. And of course, this is put on by all of us here at DTSF Inc. and produced by some great people over at Think3D and using their help making these sound good, look good, and even just make them happen. So my name is Sadie Swear, and I'm the Community Outreach Coordinator for Downtown Sioux Falls Inc. And we, of course, have Joe Bachelor here as well. Hi, Hello. Joe. And he is uh, here. Welcome. <laughs> and we are doing all these videos, creating this content really with the mission to help inform, educate, and really motivate the people in downtown and also Sioux Falls and South Dakota, all of these local business owners who really need someone and need this information. And so we're talking about available resources, answering questions, and just really coming together. And so we've had so many guests so far, and they've been great. We've had small business owners, uh, leaders from organizations. And today I'm thrilled and very excited to have somebody on who personally I've actually never met. I don't think we've met Nathan. Um, I don't think that we have. I don't, I don't know. And so um, just learning about you, you've been somebody who's grown up in South Dakota, who really loves our state and knows so much about strategy, policy, agriculture, history. I mean, you really have a breadth of information. And so I'm very excited and thrilled to introduce the executive director of the South Dakota Retailers Association, Nathan Sanderson. Hi, Nathan. Well, hey, uh, that's that's an introduction that is far too kind. So well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. Thanks again for coming on. You know, like we said, this is something for small business owners and even the public who's listening in. So um, for for everybody listening, you know, tell us a little bit. What is the South Dakota Retailers Association? South Dakota Retailers Association is one of South Dakota's oldest and largest trade associations. It's actually one of the oldest and largest trade associations in the country. Uh, we were founded in the 1800s and have been continually operating since. And so uh, we're more than 120 years old. Primarily do three things, uh, advocacy, information, and services for currently almost 4,000 retail businesses across the state. So we've got membership that's uh, everything from a grocery store to restaurants to hotels to car washes and pharmacies and a variety of trades as well. Uh, the advocacy piece, we uh, are 
a voice for retail business owners in Pierre and the Capitol, uh, especially during the legislative session. And then we work with our congressional delegation in Washington, D.C. as well. Uh, on the information side, and I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit here, uh, we've got a retail profit magazine that we put out six times a year. It's packed full of information to help business owners uh, with their operations. We've got a website, sdra.org, that has a variety of information. We send regular email updates and uh, are a resource for business owners with just about any manner of business questions. And then services, uh, as I mentioned, we've got about 4,000 members and because we're so large and have been around for so long, we can uh, make deals with a number of service providers Providers to help businesses out. And so we do credit card processing, for instance, for almost 900 businesses around the state. Uh, we've got a human resources attorney on retainer that's available free for any of our members. Uh, we've got reduced cost shipping, uh, music licensing, health insurance, uh, business insurance, uh, dental, vision insurance, a variety of different services that businesses find. So uh, between those, that advocacy, that information, and those services, uh, we try and do our best to serve the member businesses of the Retailers Association. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, and uh, DTSF is a, a member of the South Dakota Retailers Association, as are a lot yes. of our members as well. So um, and we've been uh, growing that relationship uh, over the years. So um, that's been, it's, those are some great services that you provide for the uh, small businesses that don't really have the staff on hand to be able to have um, you know, take care of legal or HR or some of those things that you do, healthcare. Um, so some really great services that you provide for the small businesses that are your members. I'm, I'm curious, uh, what, what are, uh, what's kind of the word on the street that you're hearing from a lot of your members right now um, with um, how they're uh, adapting to the, uh, coronavirus pandemic what are they what are they doing to be innovative right now what are some of their um, top concerns well great question obviously uh, COVID-19 is on top of minds of most citizens in South Dakota right now and most businesses as well uh, the number one thing that that I hear from business owners is their concern for their employees um, right now, if you're a restaurant or if you're a hotel, there aren't as many people coming through the door today on the 8th of April as there were just a month ago or even a few weeks ago in a lot of cases. And so trying to find a way to ensure that employees have the ability to take care of themselves and their families is absolutely the number one thing that I hear about. And so it's really going above and beyond to try and uh, give employees hours, even if the traffic in the business wouldn't necessarily necessitate having those employees there. Uh, making sure that in those cases where uh, there are furloughs or other needs to reduce the size of the workforce, that they're helping those folks with any of the programs that are available to do that. Uh, and then really making sure that those employees' families are taken care of as well in a variety of different ways, uh, helping with groceries, uh, having a prepayment of the next coming paycheck in some cases, really going above and beyond to try and, and take care of those employees. That's top of mind. You know, right shortly after that is taking care of their business. Um, a lot of business owners have obviously had to change their business practices in the wake of COVID-19. 
And so that's everything from, you know, installing sanitation stations for those businesses that are still operating to reducing the hours of operations in many cases to uh, allowing hours of operation uh, that are limited to uh, elderly or at-risk individuals, uh, making sure that they are sanitizing the shelves and uh, the counters and the checkout counters and the, the pin pads on the credit card machines and a hundred different other places uh, to ensure that the risk of transmitting disease is reduced. And then beyond that, it's uh, taking a look at their business model to see, okay, in the past, I'm a bookstore. I haven't really offered curbside delivery in the past as a bookstore. I'm open. Uh, now, absolutely. If you uh, call me in advance, you want to order your book and prepay with a credit card over the phone, I'd be happy to take that book out to your car so that you don't have to come in and have any kind of interaction. It's that type of thing times a hundred, right? I mean, it's social media. It's enhanced uh, web presence. It's ensuring that online ordering is available for a lot of brick and mortar businesses that perhaps didn't have that available or didn't have it as, in as easy a fashion available as it used to be. Uh, that's certainly the next thing. And then finally, for those businesses that haven't been able to withstand the storm thus far, who are closing their doors, who've seen traffic reduce. It's trying to navigate some of those federal programs that are available in the phase three legislation that Congress passed here about a week ago. And so uh, trying to figure out which employees are eligible and is my business eligible and how do I need to handle the paperwork and who's my lender and do I have the paperwork filled out with my lender correctly and when could I potentially see some dollars from the federal government to help me out? It's all of those things. And so business owners have a lot on their plate right now. And uh, I think by and large, they're navigating it very well. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I would imagine a lot of what South Dakota Retailers Association is doing right now is trying to help kind of triage uh, support for small businesses and help them to adapt to the new reality. Can you talk a little bit about that? And what, uh, what are some of the programs that uh, you're really trying to emphasize with your members? Joe, you nailed it. I mean, for the last three weeks, that's been our primary mission is ensuring that all of the information that's out there, and there is a lot, believe me, that we try and distill that down in a way that is simple for businesses to navigate, or I should probably be more accurate in saying as simple as is possible to make it for businesses to navigate because some of these things are very complex. Uh, and so we've done that in several ways. The first primary way is we've got a pretty robust COVID-19 series of pages on our website, which is sdra.org. Uh, you can click on that right from the beginning, uh, the opening page on sdra.org, and you'll see that COVID-19 information come in right out of the gate. And so the first thing that you'll see on there is uh, information about the phase three legislation, the Federal CARES Act, and summaries of that from uh, several of our partners. So we're a partner with the National Grocers Association, we're a partner with the National Restaurant Association, the National Retail Federation, and then uh, with the Jackson Lewis Law Firm, which is the firm that we have on retainer to assist with our HR information. And so right away, we've got information on our website related to that. Uh, over the, about a week ago, every single day, we would send a new COVID-19 update email, which was another of the key ways that we were outreaching uh, to our member businesses. 
that summarizes all that plus a variety more. Uh, if you go on our website right now, we've got a city ordinance tracker. And so we've been following not just the various ordinances like you have in Sioux Falls, of course, uh, been a series of ordinances and then also proclamations from Mayor Tenhaken, uh, but also the executive orders that Governor Nome has signed uh, recently and which have changed a little bit. And so in one location, whether you're in Aberdeen or Rapid City or in uh, Huron or Watertown or obviously in Sioux Falls, you can go on there and kind of compare and contrast the various ordinances that have been in place. And then I think the last key way that we've been communicating with our members is really picking up the phone or being on the other end of the phone call or emails. A lot of questions from members about, hey, this is, I've got this particular question. Can you help me navigate that? And so uh, we've really tried to help our members find those sources of information if they've been unable to find it on the website. And I just have to say kudos to the SDRA because that website for the COVID-19 resources from you, I, I've been so impressed with that. I mean, the list that you put together, like you said, I find it so interesting what other cities are doing, what other counties are doing, what you have for small businesses talking about promoting themselves online with social media and all of those emails that you just talked about. I have to say kudos. They are great at being distilled with the information that you need to know. It's not just another list of, okay, if you want more information, just click here, just click here but you guys, kudos. And it's something for small businesses, businesses listening, go check it out. It's great. Well, well, thanks, Sadie. I appreciate that. And just to maybe mention, we've got a policy director in our shop. Her name is Donna Leslie. She's been with us for a long time, and she's just outstanding at gleaning different information and then distilling it down in uh, digestible chunks. And then we also have a communications director, Sheree Mortensen, who has designed uh, the COVID-19 page and is updating it literally hourly in a lot of cases. And so the information on our website is as fresh as we can possibly make it. And so that's we really view our job as supporting businesses in whatever fashion we can. And right now, the primary way that we're supporting businesses is getting them that information in a, again, digestible fashion as quickly as we can. So shout out to Leslie and Shireen. Shout out to Donna Leslie and Shireen Mortensen. Donna. Absolutely. Yes. Shout out to them. <laughs> okay. uh, Nathan, now the governor just released uh, a new executive order. I think it was on Monday, maybe. Um, but can you talk to me uh, a little bit about what the, how that changes things, what that means uh, for retailers? non-essential businesses versus essential businesses. Um, what, what sort of insights can you provide for us regarding the executive order? Absolutely, Joe. So uh, it, toward the end of March, Governor Noam signed an executive order that was 2020-8 was the number that outlined a series of recommendations for businesses and citizens uh, as they navigated COVID-19. The language in that executive order was should. You know, uh, citizens should implement social distancing. Businesses should sanitize and innovate, and they should ensure that people aren't gathering in groups of more than nine people and that uh, they're spaced a certain distance apart, those kinds of things. Her most recent executive order uh, related to businesses uh, updated that language primarily from should to shall. There are a few other 
changes in it, but the, the primary change is these recommendations that the governor had made beforehand. She now is saying, okay, businesses, it's really time to make sure that you're doing that. The nice thing is most businesses have been doing that for the last two or three weeks. And so I don't see that change from should to shall impacting very many businesses at all. I mean, the social distancing recommendations of the CDC have been put in place. Uh, the sanitation recommendations have been put in place and then some in many, many businesses. Uh, it's important to note, and you had kind of referenced it, essential versus non-essential. There are a variety of states around the country that have established that list. These are essential businesses. These are non-essential businesses. South Dakota has not done that. It's also worth noting that the federal government doesn't have an official essential versus non-essential list. They have a variety of recommendations, and they have a variety of recommendations for uh, key industry sectors. But those are, again, just recommendations. And so uh, the governor doesn't have any kind of uh, executive order with, these are the businesses that should remain open, these are the businesses that should not. But I think that the overall message is, is businesses should be following CDC guidelines, making good decisions, citizens should be making good decisions as they continue to operate or not, as the case may be. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I guess in my mind, I've, I keep hearing non-essential versus essential. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that we didn't have that distinction in South Dakota. But when you think about just to me, like grocery stores, those are essential. Um, and I, your heart goes out to some of the people that are out there. They're on the front lines of this a lot of times. What how are how are some of the business owners helping their employees cope with these difficult situations to be in? Well, first and foremost, it's uh, trying to keep those employees on as long as they can, really trying to innovate their businesses so that the employees are able to continue getting those paychecks that they had been getting previously. You know, if that is not possible in some cases, it's helping them to navigate the, those federal uh, opportunities for unemployment assistance, that kind of thing. And also on the SDRA website, we've got uh, connections and some information to the South Dakota Department of Labor and Regulation page, which is really where uh, folks should go if they're interested in uh, signing up for unemployment insurance. Uh, I think overall, though, what you hear from businesses is if they can continue to operate and do so safely, they're going to try to do so. But that hasn't been the case in a number of instances. And so we've seen a lot of businesses close their doors. And we're certainly going to see some businesses close their doors and not reopen. Uh, that has been a, a key consideration here. Um, certainly when you get to the question of what is essential versus non-essential, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. You know, is the hardware store essential? Well, in most states it is. And if you, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, it was very cold at night. And so if you need a fuse for your furnace and you're not able to get that, uh, that is a true life and safety consideration. But there are a variety of other businesses that uh, are essential or non-essential. And I think the, the, the nice thing about the Governor Noem's proclamation is it really emphasizes doing the right things, making sure that your business is taking these precautions. And if so, then, you know, and there's the, the customer base to warrant it, continue to operate. This has been fantastic. I think the way that the SDR has been able to break all of this down and how you've been able to explain to us what we need to know has been absolutely fantastic and so interesting and great for these local business owners. And so as we're wrapping up, 
I would just like to first off, thanks again for coming on, Nathan. And if you have one last thing to say to all of the people listening, those small business owners, those people who are supporting small businesses, what is your message of hope that you want to leave them with? Well, I'd say first, uh, to the businesses that are interested in participating, one of the other key ways that we've supported businesses is through a variety of webinars. Uh, we had a webinar with the Department of Labor and Regulation that had more than 1,000 people sign up and three times that have viewed it afterwards. Uh, we had a, a members-only uh, webinar with uh, Jackson Lewis, again, our uh, human resources attorney that had 500 people register for it. Uh, and so on the SDRA.org COVID page, we've got links to those uh, webinars that are available. And so we certainly encourage those businesses to take advantage of those. You know, as for the future, you know, small businesses are very, very resilient. The individuals that run these businesses, uh, I've been very, very comforted by their desire for information and their interest in not, oh, woe is me, but more like, how are we going to make this through to improve our business after this is over? And so I'm very encouraged by that. It's certainly going to take a little bit of time. There is no question. Uh, this economic downturn has been challenging for a lot of different businesses. But I also believe that the business owners of this state are going to come back better than they have been before. Wonderful. I yeah. love that. Great, great message for everybody to keep in mind that, you know, you think about small business owners and they're about the most resilient stock there is out there. Um, and so uh, we can all remain hopeful. So talking about how we talked about it in a previous podcast, how to thrive and not just to survive using this as an opportunity to get better and I think you're completely right in that small business owners are a different kind of breed. Um, doesn't take everybody who can do that. And so if you are a small business owner, just know that we are here for you. You are not alone. There's so many great resources out there. There's people like DTSF members, people like Nathan at SCRA who can help out and who want to help out. And if you are a supporter of small business owners, keep keep take getting takeout keep ordering food keep getting gift cards make sure that you're shopping local and helping out our local economy and so thank you nathan thank you joe and thank you think 3d make sure to keep listening and watching these videos at downtown sioux falls inc youtube channel and of course we have our podcast links as well that you can listen to